get in, we're going healing. My name is Tova, and I will be your host today. So I hope you've enjoyed your time so far. If you are new to my channel, hi, welcome to being here. I hope you enjoy your stay. I hope you learn something. I hope it helps you grow on your path. If you are returning and you've been with me before, thanks for coming back. I hope that so far my content has been useful for you and you've been able to use it on your healing journey to help you move forward. The whole purpose of this show is to help you learn to let go of the things that are holding you back, the baggage that's dragging you back that you carry over and over and it weighs you down. The purpose of this show is to help you learn how to let go, how to break the chains, how to cut the ropes, how to drop it and leave it behind so you can propel forward without all that stuff stopping you from being your best self. So with that in mind, um, today we're going to talk about a difficult area, but a very helpful one in terms of healing. Today, we're going to talk about parts work, also known as shadow work, also known as inner child work. I find they're all the same concept, the same things apply. We're going to talk about that. So if you were listening in on my last episode, my last couple of episodes so far this season, okay, we've talked about um, your ego story. We've talked about the healing journey being a series of ups and downs and twists and turns rather than a straight line. We've talked about uh, ego stories when you let your victim villain stories um, become your reality rather than acknowledging the story and how we learn to acknowledge the story. Um, we've also talked about how to feel your feelings in our last episode, when your feelings come up, how to allow the feeling to be and then let it pass without identifying with the feeling, without making it the focus. Um, so today, I want to talk about parts work. The reason I want to talk about those other things first was because you need to have that understanding in order to go into parts work. In order to recognize your parts well, when you recognize your parts, you need to know what to do with them when you recognize them. So that's the purpose of the other episodes so that we can have some tools to use before we get into this, before we get into the actual parts work. Excuse me for a second. Sorry about that. I had a moment of a sneeze came up and I didn't want that to be in the recording for everyone to listen to. <laughs> Because I do kind of sneeze pretty loud. Sorry. Um, so before we get too far into the depth of this, because this stuff is going to be heavy. Before we get too far into the depths of it, I just want to remind you, if you are interested in following more things on spiritual awakenings, more things on personal growth, more things on um, just growing along your path, your healing path, don't hesitate to follow me on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, you can find me at get in, we're going healing, um, on both things at get in, we're going healing. Um, I'm also working, sorry, that sneeze still really got me. Um, I'm also working on some, uh, on a website. We'll get there. It's slow and steady. 
I got enough time to worry about. It doesn't all have to be done right now, uh, but I'm working on some stuff in the future, a website and things like that. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, if you enjoy the content and you want to support the channel, you can do so at Patreon, uh, my Patreon, my PayPal, they will be linked in the descriptions. Um, I also like to link description in the description, um, different YouTubers that I follow that help me on my healing path and may also be beneficial for you. So if you're on this path and you're still trying to figure out where to go, follow the links if you're interested, and they will also help you on your healing path. There's lots of different resources available. So that being said, oh, and I also wanted to mention, um, if you listen to the podcast, I don't have it up on the, on the video yet. Cause I don't have the video editing software. I need to do it. Um, but if you're following the podcast, the song that goes the introduction of the episode, as well as the outro music is from a song called I am healing by Ginger Doss. Um, she's a wonderful artist that I met many years ago at uh, various different spiritual retreats. And um, I really enjoy her. She's a wonderful human being. She's a wonderful person. Her music is very uplifting and inspiring. Um, and just the song about healing, I identify with it greatly being that I am also healing. Um, I found that song to be wonderful. She's given me full consent to use uh, parts of her song for my intro and outro. And I just want to send out some love. Thank you, Ginger. You're awesome. I can't wait to see you again at a festival. Linda, hi. I, I can't wait to see you again. You guys are awesome. So if you're interested and you want to hear the whole song, um, you could check her out. She's at gingerdoss.com. You can also find her on Spotify. A lot of her music is available on Spotify as well and on YouTube. So check her out if you're interested. All right. Now that we've got the house cleaning stuff out of the way, let's get into it. So what are your parts? So we, I mentioned at the beginning that there's your inner child, there's your wounded parts, there's your shadow. Um, those are all different names for your parts. Um, your inner child would be your child self before you became an adult. Um, the different things that you encountered during your childhood and the things that created your self-identity during your formidable years that you took with you into adulthood. Then you've got your, um, your shadow self, which if you look at yourself um, as you are now, let's call yourself that you are now light self. Your shadow self is the darker aspects of who you are. And they're not bad, okay? First and foremost, I want to make it clear, your wounded parts, your inner child, your shadow self, none of these things are bad. They are part of you. If you had like different elements of yourself sitting around a table, um, actually, it's funny that I'm saying this. I saw a commercial yesterday that had to do with, um, I think, selling a house. And the lady says, okay, so we want to sell our house. Different me's go. And around this big office table, she said, okay, um, stressed out me. Go. What are your feelings on it? Um, worried me. What are your feelings on it? And like was able to point at different versions of herself and ask them their feelings on or control freak me. What are your thoughts on it? That's kind of parts work. It was a pretty cool commercial because it really, it really highlighted the, old, the idea of parts work, but that's parts work, essentially. The different versions of you that experience different things at different times and need to be acknowledged and wonder why those parts are there, not to judge them, but to understand them. So 
Um, you have wounded parts that happen to you pretty much anytime something, anything that happened to you. Okay. So there's good, there's parts of you, there's parts that are happy and excited and elated. And that's usually inner child, not the wounded inner child, but the inner child. So those times when you feel silly and goofy and funny and all those different things and wonderment and amazement, those are all feelings that identify with your childlike self. Because as a child, the world was amazing and new and wonderful and everything was exciting. And, oh, look, I've never seen this before. Oh, what's that? I've never seen that before. This is so amazing. That part of you. Most of us, as we go into adulthood, forget about that part of ourselves because We've got all of our wounded parts telling us all these stories. We've got our ego stories and we've got all these experiences that we have in life that are maybe not as fun anymore. So we can't see the light. We can't see the wonderment because we've been told to grow up, to grow up that we're supposed to mature and let go. But those parts of you are still there. So there's that part. But then we've got the wounded parts and the wounded parts are not just in childhood. They might be when a friend betrayed you and the pain you felt with that. It could be um, your first relationship, your first breakup and the pain that came from that. Um, it could be from a negative remark that someone made to you. It could be, I know I was bullied a lot as in my childhood and there's a lot of wounds held in there from the bullies that made me feel horrible about myself and all of the stuff that I took in from that, all of the feelings that I'm not worthy of friendship. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of connection because obviously these people have showed me that I'm not. So I, it must be true. My feelings that I am worthy must not be accurate because everybody has shown me that I'm not those things. Okay. We all have them. We all have them, okay? I have, I'm on my second marriage and I carried around a lot of guilt from the ending of my first marriage and a lot of pain and it didn't end amicably. It was an ugly split and a lot of that I internalized. Um, and that affected my self-worth, that affected my self-esteem, that affected my self-image. That's what I mean by parts. Um, I don't know your story, but your story is going to be someone the same idea that things that happened to you, messages that you internalized, um, I, I, those sort of things, the wounding, the, the, it, it's like death by a thousand cuts, all the different cuts that have been applied to you, um, in the untethered soul by Michael Seeger. He says that it's thorns. He calls it thorns, thorns that have been placed in your heart. And they kind of, your heart kind of grows around them and leaves that pain in there. And whenever that pain gets activated, you act out from that place of pain because that thorn is in there from somebody doing something that caused damage to your inner self. Those, those inner self, those ideas. Okay. So to kind of pull it together a little more, um, last year I started therapy. Now, I know therapy is not affordable for everybody. I wish it was. I truly, truly, truly believe that everybody should seek therapy. Anyone who's got inner wounding should seek therapy. 
But I also understand that therapy is out of reach for many people financially, those who are like having a therapist who's available for that, because if I'm honest, not all therapists are created equal. Some therapists want you to open up and talk about all the things that happened to you, but they're not necessarily helping you heal. You're unpacking it, which is great, but you're not addressing it. You're just unpacking it and making a mess. Um, I'm definitely more into people who do shadow work, which is why we're doing this. So when I started therapy with my therapist, we started with the talking stuff and then we started getting into parts work. Now she called them my wounded parts, the parts of myself that were wounded. And she gave me a lot of really great tools to address that. Now, I am going to share some of those tools with you, but I'm also going to add some of my own stuff that I've learned along my path through other people. So um, wounded parts can also be phrases. So things like, I am not worthy. I am not lovable. I am not smart. I am not pretty. I am not thin enough. I am not enough. I am not fill in the blank. Okay. These statements are wounding. They are beliefs that we have because something happened to us that made us believe that, or someone said it to us. And then we start looking for evidence that supports that, that says, well, see, look, this thing happened to me. I I must not be worthy of love. That is your wounded self saying that. And it's saying it because it needs attention. It's saying it because it's trying to get you to notice it. So now that we've talked about the parts of yourself that are wounded, what a wounded part is, what your shadow self is, where it comes from and why you have it. Now let's address what to do about it. So the first thing that um, my therapist taught me and that I've learned through shadow work is you start off by, we talked about meditation before getting into that meditative mind. So what I do is I usually start off um, getting comfortable, taking some breaths, bringing myself into a space of awareness. And then I ask this question, who or what needs to come up to be healed? Who or what needs to be seen today? And then allow space allow space for whatever it is to come up and we're not judging it. Okay. We're not judging the thought or emotion or any of that. We're not, if, if something comes up that you don't think is no, I don't think I need to heal that today. It probably is something that needs to be healed today. We're not judging. Okay. A thought might pop up when you say what needs to come up to be healed. And then you might have a thought of, well, this is so silly. Why am I even sitting here doing this? That's a, that's a wounded part because that part is saying, well, nothing's going to fix where I'm at. I'm always going to be like this. I'm always going to be broken. So what's the point? That's a wounded part. So you're allowing space for anything, a thought that pops in a word, a phrase, a feeling that comes up an emotion that comes up. Those are all wounded parts. Now, what do we do with that? So when I did this with my therapist, she would ask me to allow in whatever it is that wants to, to be heard that day. 
when I first started doing it, I kind of imagined that I was going into my mind and I was walking down a long hallway and I was opening up to whatever might come in. Now, in the time I was in a very dark place, very, very dark. So that reflected in my mental imagery. I pictured everything was very shadowy, very dark, not a lot of light, some diffuse light, but not a lot of light. Um, And a lot of my different shadow parts came up as initially big blobs, big blobs of shadow that just spewed words. Just kind of imagine like a big oily ink spot that just spewed things like you're not good enough. You're not worthy. Nobody loves you. You aren't worthy of love. You aren't worthy of respect. You did this thing that hurt someone else. So now you have to pay for it. Things like that. That told me that I, I wasn't worthy of the things that I should have. Now, the thing is, those are. No, no. You know what? No, I'm going to I was going to logic it for a minute, but I'm not going to logic it. I don't want to logic it. We've talked about those sort of things before. We've talked about the inner wounding. We've talked about ego stories. We've talked about that stuff. I'm not going to go into that. OK, what I want you to do is once that that shadow self appears. Now we're going to talk to it. Now, my therapist had me do things like asking that part of myself, why are you here? What is your job? What what do you think would happen if you didn't do your job? And then showing that part of myself who I am now, letting that part of myself see me now And seeing all the things that I've been through, seeing the things that I've learned, seeing my box of tools and letting that part know, I got this. Okay. You don't have to do this job anymore. I can do this job now. You're free to go about your life. And that was effective. That method was very effective when I started out on this. But I, at the time, I didn't know how to feel my feelings. I didn't know how to allow the feeling to come and then allow it to leave. So those therapy sessions were very hard. At the end of it, there I mean, the rest of the day, I might just be out of commission. Maybe even the next day, depending on how deep that wound went. But that only scratched the surface of my healing. Okay, so... Um, Let me, I I jotted down some notes. I don't know how useful they'll be. I just tried to jot down some notes to kind of get through this a little more effectively. Okay. So there may be uh, phrases surrounding your negative self-beliefs. You're allowing to feel whatever feeling arises and just allowing it to happen. So as that, that sadness, as that pain, as that unworthiness, as those different things, the fear, anger, resentment, anything, any, not judging. Okay. We're not judging those feelings. Sorry, my hair's doing this weird thing. We're not judging those feelings. We're acknowledging them. We're saying, yes, I see you. Yes, I feel you. And I allow it. You allow the feelings to be without trying to judge them, change them, say it's not okay. None of that. None of that. That goes back to our feeling, our feelings. We just allow the feeling to come up. We allow it to be, we allow ourselves to feel it. And then we allow it to exit when it's ready. So um, these also may be feelings surrounding needs that were not met. Needs of feeling loved, connected, wanted, needed, appreciated. Our basic core needs are, you know, our core needs. 
to be emotionally sound, to be mentally sound, to be physically protected, to be um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all those different things, all that stuff. So when a part comes up, Okay. Um, I'm going to give you an example of some recent part work that I did. I've been doing a lot of parts work lately, um, which is why I wanted to do this episode. And I wanted to share with you how it's been going for me and give you tools to help you. So recently in my parts work, um, I have had feelings of unworthiness in regards to just feeling unworthy to have good things in my life, to be fully loved because I have codependency issues. I don't feel bad admitting that um, because I'm healing that. But having been raised in the environment that I was raised in, I mean, that goes back to uh, season one, episode three on breaking generational chains. I explain about the type of parenting that my parents engaged in um, being authoritarian, authoritarian parenting, which was common for boomers. Um, and I was not seen I was not heard. I was not acknowledged. I was not, I was not appreciated. I was not loved, not in the way that I needed to be. And that left me with feelings that I don't deserve those things. I don't deserve to be loved because I made a mistake. I don't deserve to be appreciated because I made mistakes and I caused harm to other people. So because I messed up, I don't deserve good things which obviously is just not true, but I believed that. So in my recent parts work, I just said, whatever needs to come up is open to come up. And memories started flooding my mind of times where my mother was incredibly unkind to me. Times when I needed my mother to support me and acknowledge me and love me and instead I was judged and dismissed, which led to me feeling that I was not worthy of her time because she never gave it to me. I was not worthy of her comfort and love because she never gave it to me. So that I didn't deserve it is what I believed. So that came up and it was horribly painful. Like I felt such a pain over my heart. I felt such agony. And I was sitting in my garage, which is where usually where I am to do my inner work. Um, and I just sobbed. I sobbed like my face dissolved into just absolute agony. I held my hand, my face, and I just cried and cried and cried. And I allowed that part it was almost like there was a separation. Okay. So part of me was feeling the pain of not being loved in the way that I needed to be loved and internalizing those feelings. And then the other part was now me with the tools and understanding that I have now. So I allowed the wounded part, the part that didn't feel deserving of love, didn't feel worthy to express the sadness and the deep sorrow that came with that. And I just allowed myself to cry 
and allowed all of the feelings that I had pushed down to come back up and process them. So I felt my feelings and I let my feelings come and I just observed them. And then I let them go. Once the feelings came in and I opened the floodgates, I kind of stepped back into my evolved self, my now self, and allow, and kind of pictured in my mind, just hugging that version of myself. Just, it brings, it makes me emotional just thinking about it. Just embracing, hugging that part of myself, not fixing it. Okay. My first initial reaction was to try to fix it. But as I'm learning to allow my child to feel his feelings, I'm learning that you don't need to fix it. You just need to hold space. You just need to give that, that wounded person, that wounded part, that child, whatever, the space to feel whatever it is they're feeling, knowing that you are there for them. You don't have to solve it. You don't have to rationalize it. You don't have to explain at one point I caught myself explaining, well, your mother couldn't be what she, what you needed her to be because she was battling her own wounds. But by doing that, you're invalidating the feeling. You're saying, well, I know you feel this way, but you shouldn't feel this way because you also understand that this is why she is the way she is. That's not, that doesn't help because you're not invalidating a feeling. You're allowing the feeling to happen and validating saying, yes, I understand. I understand. And it's okay. You can feel that I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You can cry as long as you need to. You can allow that feeling to come out as long as you need to. And when you are done, I'm right here. And I will be with you the whole time. So I just held my wounded self in my mind. I just pictured her and I just, I held her and I let her cry. And I let the sobs slow. And as she started calming down, I told, I just kept saying to her, I love you. I love you no matter what you do. There is absolutely nothing that you could do that would make me not love you. Sorry, it makes me emotional just to think about it because it's, it's really what I wished my mother would have said to me. It's really... The message that I wish that I would have gotten, and I make sure I say it to my child all the time, but my mother didn't understand that she couldn't love me. She couldn't love me for who I was because she couldn't love herself for who she was. And I always felt that I had to earn love, that love was not a given. It had to be earned through obedience and really obedience more than anything. Um, and as I held my wounded self, I said to her, I love you. I love you. Even when other people don't show their love, I always love you. Always. There is nothing, nothing that you could do that would make me stop loving you. I am always here for you. I always love you. Even when you do the worst thing that you could think of, 
I still love you and I forgive you. So I was offering comfort to that part. I was offering compassion to that part. I was offering unconditional love to that part. Because if we're honest, when that wounded part happens to you, when you have a wounded self, when that thing happened, it affected you because you didn't feel unconditional love. You didn't feel compassion. You didn't feel grace. But now you have the ability to offer yourself that compassion, that grace. You can forgive yourself for acting out because you were not seen and not heard. Because if we're honest, really, we all just want to be seen and heard. We all want to be seen for who we really are and heard that when we speak to people that they actually hear us. And of course, as we grow, we learn to understand that sometimes people can't hear us because they can't hear us over the sound of their own ego story. And it's not a fault of ours. And it's really not even a fault of theirs because they're in their own wounding and they haven't addressed it. And it's more, we hold compassion for them and say, you know what? I acknowledge that you can't be for me what I need you to be right now. That's okay. I hope that you heal from whatever you're, you're struggling with, whatever hurts you. So you're allowing your feelings to arise without judgment. You're allowing, when that feeling does arrive, you're giving yourself grace. You're giving yourself compassion. You're giving yourself forgiveness. So when that feeling passes, okay. So when I was holding my wounded self, when I held her and she sobbed and she cried And she said things like, why couldn't she have loved me for who I was? And then I told her, I love you for who you are. You are wonderful. You are amazing. And I love you always. I let the sobbing stopped, but then it kind of started again for different reasons. It started off initially sobbing because I felt so much pain. And then after I gave myself compassion and love, I actually felt gratitude and sobbed again because I was so grateful that somebody loved me to that degree. I was so grateful to be seen. I was so grateful to be heard for my voice and my feelings to matter. And I I felt this amazing release, not necessarily all in that moment, because there was so much feeling flooding me at the time. I couldn't really fully express all of it. But later in the day, it felt like this weight that had been sitting on my shoulders was not there anymore. And I just felt like I was not floating, but lighter. So sometimes when I faced my, my inner self, my wounding, it passes quickly. And sometimes it, it takes, excuse me, it takes a while and it's going to take however long it takes. Okay. So when you're doing your inner work, make sure you give yourself some space, make sure you give yourself some time. Don't rush it. Okay. Whatever wound is coming up could take time. It, it, it might be five minutes. It could be half an hour. It could be an hour, depending on how deep that wound is. If that wound is very, very, very deep in there, it might not even come out in the first session of addressing. You may have to get through the stuff up here 
before you can get down here in the depths of stuff that really, really deeply, deeply affected you. But as those things come out, they will allow space for new things to come in. So when I say compassion, I also mean forgiveness, extending forgiveness. You're holding compassion for yourself, but you're holding compassion and forgiveness for the person who hurt you and gave you that wound. So like I said, I, I, in the moment when I was holding my wounded self, um, I, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to logic it. I didn't want to logic away the feeling because the feeling is a valid feeling. But it was after the feeling had passed, taking a separate moment and saying, I forgive the person who gave me this wound because I acknowledge that they were acting out of their own wounds, that they were acting out their own pain and just spreading that pain around because that's what people do. People who hurt others are also hurting. Hurt people hurt people. People who are hurt hurt others. So when you are hurt by someone, it's acknowledging they're also hurting. Okay. So if you can't do that yet, that's okay. In the prayer that I do each morning um, or each day, I try to do my prayers every day, but in my prayers to the universe, it doesn't have to be to God. It doesn't matter. Okay. You're, you're praying just to put it out there. It's not about a specific deity. So when I pray to the universe or my spirit guides, um, one of the things that I do is I say, if I have harmed anyone in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly through my own confusions, I ask their forgiveness. If anyone has harmed me in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly through their own confusions, I forgive them. And here's the important one for this situation. If there is a situation that I am not yet ready to forgive, I forgive myself. And then here's the good one for self-love. For all of the ways that I harm, doubt, negate, judge, belittle, or be unkind to myself through my own confusions, I forgive myself. This one has been very important to me because there, in my healing journey, I have not been ready to forgive certain situations. Not yet. I acknowledge them. I see them. I understand, but I'm not yet ready to let go. There's still too much pain. There's still too much hurt from that thing. That's okay. That's okay. You don't have to heal everything all at once. It takes time. It takes it. You have to work through the different layers. Eventually you'll get there, but it doesn't all have to be at once. Rome wasn't built in a day. Your healing isn't going to come in a day. It's going to take you time to work through these, these wounded parts. Um, and I have a lot of, them. um, one of the other parts that I had to heal was my first marriage. Um, my parents were not, did not receive it well. 
when I went through my first marriage. I was young. I now understand why I jumped into that first marriage because I wanted to be seen and heard and I felt seen and heard and I jumped right into marriage. And it gave me a lot of codependency issues uh, because I saw him as the white knight savior who saved me from the horrible mother who was hurtful to me. And I gave away my power to him because I saw him as rescuing the damsel in distress. That's a whole separate thing. And that involves a whole other thing of healing. But um, when I moved out, when I left home, it was not a positive experience. There was a lot of negative. There was a lot of um, projections from my mother, from her own personal views were pushed onto me. Her ego stories were shoved onto me. And the things that were said were pretty awful, pretty harsh, and honestly gross. Just being a mother myself, I couldn't ever imagine doing to my child what she did to me. However, again, holding compassion and judgment and holding um, or withholding judgment, um, acknowledging that my mother hurt me because she was hurting and allowing forgiveness for that. But there was a lot of self-esteem issues that were pulled into that because of the things she said to me, because of the ways that she, that she treated me. Um, because she's my mother and because I desperately wanted to feel loved and accepted and she didn't at very least she didn't in the way that was understood and healthy. Um, she, again, she was in her own ego stories. So, um, but anyway, um, as I worked through that, there were a lot of feelings of self-worth and self-esteem that were damaged in those exchanges. And therefore I believed all that stuff because I'd internalized it and my life backed that up. As I'm learning to heal those parts and say, I'm sorry that she treated you that way, but it's just not true. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of respect. You are worthy of acceptance. You are worthy of being yourself and being accepted for who you are and not who someone else wants you to be. You are wonderful and amazing just as you are. As I've been giving myself those messages in my inner wounding and my healing, I have been truly healing. My therapist had me show my wounded part who I was and the tools I had, and then tell them that I was responsible for those things now. And they were no longer, and they were free to do whatever they wanted and then to let that part go. Um, so for my childhood self, there was a seven-year-old me who had, uh, that was the first big healing that I had to do with seven-year-old me. And that one was hard. <laughs> that one was hard. That one was probably the most painful one that I had to let go of. Um, That one deeply, deeply affected me. And at the end, when I let her go, she went off to go play in like a a sun-filled meadow. She just went off to be free and to be a a kid and to be silly and, and fun. And my therapist reminded me that I should check in with her every once in a while. Um, I had to address seven-year-old me, 19-year-old me, 27-year-old me, 34-year-old me. (laughs) They're on top of like 
different bullies who bullied me in elementary school that I had to address the feelings that came up with the bullies. Um, my first boyfriend who broke up with me and the feelings that went through that, that my first sexual encounter and being abandoned after that and the pain that I had to work through with that, my first marriage crumbling and falling apart and the pain and um, rejection, but also the guilt on my part and the pain that I caused to others, all of that stuff, all of those parts had to be talked to and acknowledged, seen and heard and comforted. And really that's all we want. So that's all that this parts work is, all the shadow work is. Now, please do not jump into doing it all at once because there's so much and you can only handle so much. My therapist would recommend in a session, we could only address maybe one or two parts in a session, depending on how big those were. She would always recommend after a session of doing shadow work, inner work, inner child work, whatever you want to call it, to do something for myself, to do something kind and generous for myself, uh, some self-care, because it helps you to bring your nervous system down. And it just helps to reintegrate that wounded part back into yourself to being who you are. So, um, I mean, we're getting a little lengthy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to end this talk. Um, I'm gonna link a couple of videos that explain this a little bit better than I do. I'm doing my best to explain it, but I'm no professional on this. I will link a couple of videos on shadow work um, in the descriptions that may also help you and might describe this a little bit better for you. But I do hope that as you're moving forward on this path, this helps you. This helps you to acknowledge your hurt, sit with your feelings, feel the feelings own them, acknowledge them and let them go so that you can just be yourself without all these things holding you back with all these judgments and, and all these different things, allowing you the space and freedom to actually be yourself. So that's what I have for you. Um, I'm going to do a separate tarot reading again for this, but I am going to pull out, um, I'm not going to pull out a tarot card, but I'm going to pull out uh, an inner guidance oracle card, an angel card, and uh, an affirmation card for you, just to go along with this. So the first card I'm going to pull out, as I said, is um, an inner guidance card. You got two. All right. So the two cards that came up today, rest. Okay, rest. And the other card that came up is boredom. So funny that both those came out. So the meaning behind those two cards is when you're always busy, your mind doesn't have space because there's always stuff going on. It's very important to rest. And when I say rest, I mean, legitimately rest, not like work on checking things off your checklist or getting things done that you feel needs to get done, but legitimately resting, read a book that you want to read, not because you have to read it something that you choose to read. Okay. Excuse me. Got the hiccups all of a sudden. Um, resting, sitting and enjoying nature. I've been sitting outside in a chair and just listening to nature around me and just being in nature, being at one with nature. Um, I've also been, I, I had the universe forced me to take a day off. I got sick after my child got sick and it was just a day, but just for the day, I literally did nothing. I laid in my bed. I watched YouTube videos. I napped, I slept, and I truly, genuinely rested. 
And I felt so much better. I mean, aside from not being ill anymore, I also felt so much better because I'd given myself space to actually be and to rest without feeling guilty that I'm not getting things checked off my list because I, I was easy to say, I'm sick. I'm sick. I, I can't do anything else because I'm sick. I have to be resting. Matt, rest rest. Don't wait until you're sick because the universe will throw that at you. If you don't take time to rest, guess what? You're going to break an ankle. You're going to sprain something. You're going to get sick. Something's going to happen where you are forced to rest. Don't wait until the universe says, no, 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 no. I'm going to make you rest. Find your space. Do it willingly. Find time to rest. And literally for one day, do nada, nada, no checking off anything from your list, just resting. Because as you rest and as you are bored, new ideas come to you. When your brain is no longer filled with things that it has to do, you actually give it space to come up with new things, new ideas, new awarenesses, different stuff. But you have to rest. You have to allow yourself to be bored for the messages to come through. If your brain is busy, it can't hear it. So that's your message from your inner guides. Okay. That's what they want you to know. We're going to pull an angel card to see what your angels want you to know. And then we're going to pull an affirmation card. Oh, there's, oh, you got two of those too. All right. Beautiful. You got spiritual support. Dear angels, I allow you to support me as I grow to become more spiritually aware. This is letting you know that your spiritual team is there to support you. They've got your back. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen. They have got you. They are holding you. They are present. They are walking beside you. They are there for you. They are helping you. Even if you can't see it, you can't, you can't feel it. They are still there. And they also want you to know to pay attention to the synchronicities. Thank you, angels. I trust your well-timed guidance and signs. Your spiritual team is there for you. And if you pay attention to the synchronicities, you will start to notice them. Synchronicities like um, you start, I learned that forgiveness was something I needed to work on because I was starting to see multiple signs of that. I saw an email about forgiveness. I saw um, the spiritual soundboard uh, by Dr. Nicola Para. Her most recent episode was on forgiveness. I heard the word forgiveness on a commercial and I said, okay, universe, I got you. That's the message you want me to hear right now is I'm supposed to be forgiving. Who, what, I don't know, but just the spirit of forgiveness. And that was kind of something that, that pulled into my parts work is finding forgiveness. So um, your angels want you to know they are here for you. They are supporting you. Look for those synchronicities. Look for re repeat stuff. Uh, for a long time, as I was going through my transformation, I kept seeing butterflies everywhere, everywhere, uh, just a random butterfly. And the butterfly was a reminder. Oh, yeah, my spiritual team is there for me and I'm transforming and they got my back because butterflies are a symbol of transformation. So look for those synchronicities, look for those different things, things that you start to see repeating messages. You start repeating instead of getting your all caught up in your ego. When somebody says something that you already know, take that as a synchronicity, they're repeating that knowledge and they're bringing it back to the forefront. So you can go, Oh yeah, I did know that. Thanks for reminding me. It's not to make you feel that you were lesser than like some people I know who get all worked up that when I repeat something to them and they say, well, I already know that if you're responding with, I already know that. 
That's your ego responding. See it as a synchronicity, as the universe bringing that back around into your awareness to go, oh yeah, I did already know that, but I kind of forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. They're letting you know there are synchronicities. Pay attention to them. They got your back. They are here for you. They want you to rest. They want you to be bored. They want you to come up with ideas because it's going to help you grow. So we're going to pull out an affirmation card and that'll end us for the day. Oh, if this isn't the perfect card, I don't know what is. I am worthy. Number 16 from the I am everything deck. I am enough and I am worthy of receiving everything I desire. I do not need to prove myself to those who would seek to diminish me. I am worthy. Man, if this isn't ever the, the card for parts work, as you're doing your parts work to acknowledge, I am worthy. I am worthy of all of the beautiful things that life has to offer. I am worthy of getting the things that I desire. I am worthy of living the life that I want to live. I am worthy, even if others seek to diminish me, even if others seek to tear me down and let me know that I am not worthy, I am still worthy. Letting those parts come forward and letting that part know you are worthy. You are enough as you are right now, not who you're going to be, not who you're going to become when you are healed, but as you are right now, you are worthy right now. You are still on your path and that's okay. But wherever you are on your path, you are worthy. You are enough. You are beautiful. You are amazing. I absolutely love you fellow human. Thank you for joining me today for this talk. I hope that you move forward with your parts work. I hope that you find peace and serenity and calm and love and gentleness and compassion and all those wonderful things. I hope that you find that. Keep going. You are doing great. You're doing great. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are amazing. And don't you let anyone else tell you that you're not. You are absolutely worthy. You are absolutely beautiful. Keep on going. Okay. Okay. Before I blubber all over this, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I will link some stuff down below for you. I will, um, I don't know. I'm just trying to help you. I love you guys. Okay. I love you. Thank you for being on this spiritual path with me. Thank you for being on this growth path with me. I am walking beside you just as you are walking in your path. I am also walking my path. We are on, we are in this together. We are all in this together. I love you. Fellow human being, I love you. Keep going. Keep healing. Till next time. Love and light.